There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Really, Okay, Logan Ash, anyone? Yeah, good. Good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah enjoyed him. Yeah. Well, I, I, enjoy him. Enjoy him? <laughs> it's quite a <laughs> weird turn of phrase, but... You heard I, this? I enjoyed it. I, yeah, really like... Uh, he was a bit fresh for Bond, this, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he made Bond look a bit cumbersome. You know, in, uh, and outdated, which I, I also liked. Not, n- yeah. no, I, I wouldn't have liked him doing yeah. this to any other Bond. <laughs> but yeah, I quite like the fact that he was so streets ahead of the retired dinosaur they were going to recruit. Um, I liked it. Really liked it. Have you heard the, the fan, sorry, the theory that he represents the fandom? I don't know whether we discussed this, but. I mean, nothing's the off the table. Season, yeah, so. who's the blonde? Which is a sort of is that a dig at the fans who dismissed Crave because he was blonde, mm. and then you know there's a, the Book of Mormon sort of gag perhaps dates the film a little bit, but mm. yeah, he's like the, the the wisecracking smiling one who we're meant to trust, but then actually he's wrong all along. These things have, have been mentioned. I don't know. I like it, and even if that is a dig at, um, at yeah. the people who gave Craig stick, then fair enough. You know, I mean, people, a lot of people judged him, didn't they? Well, they, you know. I don't know if the members of the public did much, but the, a lot of newspapers were like, how can you have a blonde Bond, you know? Mm. I was like, I don't care. I just want to see what he's like in the film. You know, you got to yeah. care what colour yeah. he is in. And then I realised he was wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, um, fair. I, I, I don't mind Logan Ash. I think maybe the probably no. bit of a missed opportunity in some ways. He probably mm. could have done even, even more with him, but I, I, I quite liked him and I thought it was quite an interesting thing. I don't know whether Felix comes out of this film that great. He seems a bit, mm. you know, he's, he's been... He's got awful judgment. I mean, he's been chronic judgment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, he obviously will come on to this. Well, we might not, you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, he gets killed. And also, I think it might have been better, as good as Paloma is and Anna Damas, it might have been good to show an action scene or something with... Bond and Felix. Um, I think the Cinema Savvy guys mm-hmm. mentioned this actually, and uh, yeah, I agree. Like, if though if, if that would have shown more of the chemistry between Bond and Felix, and we've not seen Felix do an awful lot in the three films for my money. 
and 13 years since we did show him he does a- reference about like let's save the world again yeah yeah and like, it's like it's like they've oh, done, lo- they've done loads of stuff off screen well yeah it's not yeah. great help to us so but but i do uh, just on logan ash i did i did quite like him and i thought maybe we maybe could have seen him a bit more with safin up to no good and you know what i'm not desperate to know why he's switched or whatever but just want to see him being a bit more of a i mean they you know i had a brother his name was felix leiter probably not a line i would have written myself but and and the way he kills him there is a fi- i i got a, i got a feel for your eyes only and you know i have seen it seen it mentioned you know the mm-hmm. oh, yeah you left it's it clear, right? yeah yeah how many how many Craig movies was uh, Lighter in? Uh, Jeffrey Wright in? This is his third. Third, yeah, he's not third since two thousand eight. Yeah. So the other one was um, Quantum. Quantum, Quantum. Quantum yeah. yeah. I can't even remember in that one. In Quantum, he's he's he just <laughs> sort of basically he's on the wrong the side, isn't he? Yeah. But he, he gives yeah, it's just about it. Yes, yeah. So they're basing their relationship on that. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Say you haven't been in it before, um, and it was based on stuff we'd seen off screen. Like, because it licensed to kill. Okay, it's we've had feel a different feelings in Living Daylights, but you buy that they're really good old friends, don't you? Even though you've not seen those two together, That's so it true. can be done. You don't have to see everything. No, um, he did seem quite more jovial, didn't he? He was in a much better mood, much more likable character. Oh yeah, which I appreciated. Yeah, the death. I mean, it was. Was it meant to be, you know, like uh, Vespers? Was that was that a deliberate choice of shot? And... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or is it only, only, Tom, only Tom Pickup can make links like no, that. No, I've, like, yeah, I've heard that mentioned. I've heard that mentioned. But right. is it like, you know, oh, oh, heck, we're on a boat and he's got to die. What are we going to do? He's got to well, drown. Going to lose a leg. He's got to drown. He needs to lose a leg. Second death where a bomb has been underwater watching someone float away, isn't it? Drowning. Yeah. But he should have. He should have said, "Come on, Felix, you can you can swim." And he should have banged his wooden leg and said, "Not with this leg, I can't." Bomb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we um, yeah. we predicted he'd die, though, didn't we? In our yes. yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because it's more of a safe. Yeah, that yes. is not that I think killing Bond is is bold. Yeah. But again, as soon as and I think it might have been George said this on cinema savvy. Like as soon as he. As soon as he died, then it does it does open it up. Yeah, I, I think that's quite a good thing that they did. You then think, right? Well, the, yeah. you know, no one's safe, type thing. <laughs> yeah, but it um, turns out I, only one more person will die. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I actually really like that um, one line that Felix had shortly before he dies about like, oh, this reminds me of like being on a shrimp boat or whatever. And Bond's like, Felix, you're from Milwaukee. And he's like, I thought, yeah. I'd, I thought I'd made that up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. I did enjoy that. I enjoyed that. that chemistry, didn't they? Yeah. I thought, yeah. That, yeah, I thought yeah, the actual death scene was, was, was well handled, that, the whole, that whole relationship. But uh, you're right. They haven't given you that f- feeling of close mm. friends because no. they've always seemed so gruff together. They've not seemed like really pally in any of the films. No. Two, two survivors of two failed missions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, it wasn't one of the worst things in the film for me. I, I, I agree with you, Tom, in terms of, I thought they um, had some good banter and they were jovial in that bar 
together. I Especially, thought that that's the best and most convincing chemistry they've had um, in in the series. And just to go back to Logan Ash, for me, Logan Ash is one of the reasons why the first I don't know if the first hour, you know, first 45, 50 minutes, I was I was I was quite enjoying it. I thought Logan Ash again, like this professor was a fresh character that we've not quite seen in the, the Craig films before, an extra character. Because it, it, before this film, they were getting smaller and smaller. The community of characters just getting so small. I was so pleased to have someone like Logan Ash. And I thought he was a great character who, you know, got some, got some good comedy out of, but also some good plot points out of. So I thought he was a really good inclusion. Maybe, like Math says, more could have been done with him. But at the same time, there's... There's still lots to happen in the story. I, you know, perhaps he couldn't, I don't know if he could have been involved in everything right up to the end. But for me, his involvement in the first third was, you know, yeah. was really good and the kind of thing I'd like from a Bond film. Yeah, I would have swapped him out for like, what's his face? Primo. Because mm. he, he's like the smiling assassin, you know, he's like, tries yeah. to be charming and it's obviously like double crossing, backstabbing kind of character. I think worked really well. And like you said, we've never, never seen that in any of the Daniel Craig films where that he sort of plays it with a bit of humour, but there's that, there's, that, there's that tinge of darkness to everything he's saying and you can't trust him as, as far as you can throw him. So I would have, yeah, I definitely would have had him in it more. Yeah. And I liked how there was the sort of real, like, when they realised that he was the traitor in the ranks, I thought that was a really good scene how Logan Ash was trying to, was he like trying to silence Felix or stop mm-hmm. Felix talking to Bond about this thing? And then eventually just became clear that right, Logan Ash, you know, he's he's the he's the Roman. And then it the, the fight starts. I thought it was a, a, a really good moment. Mm-hmm. I, I think you need more than a, a scene and a half to properly sell a heel turn as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can't just do it, you know, say he's a goodie and then have him smiling. Because I I'd love to have seen him involved in a few more incidental scenes in the background. Like, why not let, you know, the... Because it, it doesn't affect anything, really. But, you know, Obrachev goes missing and he's with Logan Ash. Well, he could just go missing and Logan Ash could still be with Bond, uh, you know, in the background in all those scenes at MI6. And that would be so great. Uh, you know, like, seeing him in the background. And then when he does the big heel turn, how much more that would resonate would be massive. It'd be so great. And he would be a much more um, memorable character because of that. And now I just feel more like, oh, he's got really great potential, but not much else. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I, there's nothing to do with performance here. Performance was great. That smiling assassin thing, I love how he was like, a, you know, like, he's a goofy, <laughs> single-minded killer. I love that. Really mm. enjoyed that. Just wanted to see more of it. That was all. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, he's going to come back in. Is there anything we can, like, if we make use of time? We've talked about Felix, uh, Logan Ash. Do we think we're on to like Paloma and. Uh, and... title sequence? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Is this how slow things have been going? Well, no, it's, just, uh, it's been jumping, a, jumping about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Paloma, on, on, the, on, the, on the Tom's outline, it says Logan Ash, Paloma, and Mad Scientist. Yeah. Uh, oh right, so, <coughs> we're right on track. Then, yeah, so <laughs> we are. Anyone wants to talk about Paloma? Go for it. She's outstanding. I'll talk, talk, talk about Paloma all night, all week, um, <laughs> for the rest of my life. To be honest, <laughs> but I just want a Paloma franchise now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, mean, I think nobody came out of No Time to Die disliking Paloma. I, uh, I think yeah. it's just if that person exists, 
something is seriously wrong with them. <laughs> She's so amazingly likable and bubbly and sexy and badass and all the positive words I can. What I love is I think they with the first introduction to her where she seems a bit dippy and like she can't do the job. And I was in my head with my anger from earlier in the film thinking, oh, now it's really in this day and age, you wouldn't have such a useless agent. It's just ridiculous. And then she's a brilliant agent. And I was like, all right, fair play. They, they got me. And she's mm. fantastic. I love her. Yeah. I think, I think she's the best Bond sort of girl. You know, like she's not the, the, the girl he ends up with. So I don't know whether we're allowed to call it a Bond girl. And I hate that expression. Girl, he ends up with that kind of thing. But you know, in the chronology of things. But, like, is is this the best, in inverted commas, Bond girl since Electra? She is for me. Mm. I mean, Vesper? If, mm, if she's going to be a Bond girl, I think she, she's probably, oh, I, I go back further than Electra. I think she's, she's yeah, yeah, probably way back to uh, to Goldeneye for me with how good she is. I yeah. just thought she yeah. was just brilliant. And, and yeah. I wish she'd been in the film far more, but, but, but perhaps they have left the door open for... You know, because they tried to do it yeah. with Jinx and it didn't work at all. Did it create a character for another series? But maybe yeah. in Roma, they've kind of stumbled on it ac- accidentally and I, with all the love for her, they'll do more with her. Yeah, I, I think there is an element of that, you know, I don't know, is lightning in a bottle that the right phrase that, you know, if you mm. just using her for a, a small amount just for one scene heightens her impact because sometimes you can have too much of a good thing sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do think it's interesting. I think, she's, I think she's absolutely brilliant. And, you know, I thought she was the best thing in Knives Out and... You know, she's really good in Blade Runner 2049. But I think it is it is interesting that I think she seems more complete and well-rounded and makes more of an impact than Nomi does, in my opinion. I, I think, agree I think, entirely. I think Nomi, they didn't quite know. They sort of, they wanted to do the whole a female 007, you know, someone to sort of challenge Bond and almost put a mirror up to Bond and say, you know, but I don't know. I don't think it quite worked in terms of her character journey and where she was involved in some of the action. And she was, Paloma was a better agent than Nomi was from, from what I, well, from well what I remember. for me with Nomi, they were trying to really force the humor about the 007 thing about, it's just a number and whatever. And they kept going back to it. But for me, it just, it felt very forced and not natural as everything with Paloma Every scene they did together had spark. It had real energy. Yep. The only yep. thing I will yeah. say with Nomi, I thought when she was there at the end with Bond in the, in the, the tougher scenes, the battle, you know, the fights and everything, I thought actually she was quite good there. But for me, where yep. it didn't work was the, the, the comedy element that I felt like they were really trying to force out of it. And it just mm. it didn't feel genuine. Yeah. There's a, there's a, um, this is a weird sort of sideways point. I really, really love the fact that Bond and Paloma were platonic, purely platonic, platonic. Really, really enjoyed that because I thought that took the pressure off their, the, the writing here massively. So um, mm-hmm. for context, and not saying this is anywhere near the same ballpark, but I've been writing a trilogy at the moment. It's a crime thing. And the um, I get people keep asking me, you know, oh, will the, the guy detective get with the lady detective? And I never answer that question, but I know they won't. And because I know they won't, it frees me up massively because I don't have to add any of that sort of like forced nature to their relationship. And because I know that they won't get together, it makes the whole thing a lot freer. And that's what this really mm. felt like. Um, and I think this this Paloma is the most, Bond and Paloma is comfortably the most progressive, if you want to go down that route, progressive male-female relationship that the Craig movies have had. By yeah, an absolute most believable relationship in this film. No, no. Well, yeah, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It, it's true. It, it really is true. It really is true. This, this is, you know, 
as you say, it feels natural, this. Yeah. And if the films continues, you know, with Craig as Bond, she could have popped up in another one, not necessarily yeah. the next one. You know, like the Brosnan universe. Well, like, who's, who's not say, you know, as we go forward, that, you know, well, Felix is dead, so maybe every now and then he catches up with Paloma. I'd be so down for that. That's amazing. I'd be up for that, yeah. 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 The continuity's forgotten. <laughs> Bond is well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that happened a while ago. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Yeah, well, but, yeah but, but I know what you mean. Something big happens yeah, yeah. at the end of this film, isn't it? But, but seriously, if you you yeah. know, like this is it. This is I don't ever mind it coming into the Bond world. That's great, especially a character as great as this. You know that whole you know, and, and this is probably I don't know who to credit for this. Maybe this is Waller Bridge. I don't know. Sorry, that is suggesting that Purvis and Wade really don't know what they're doing. But <laughs> <laughs> but whoever came up with that that moment of her yeah. having a drink and going like, oh, I've had three weeks training. That's superb. That is absolutely new, isn't it? superb. It's a new yeah. thing. It's brilliant. Yeah. Craig I, I, deserves credit for casting her, though, apparently, because of Babishly, you know, the well, uh, knives out. He wanted her again. Like Rob said, it's difficult to know who to credit in this in terms of the writing, you know, which writer and, you know, what it looked like on the page, but also the direction of the, her scenes, the performance from Anna de Armas. It's all an absolute. You know, it just works so well on every level. Her character, there. You know, I don't like you say. I don't know who necessarily to apportion the credit to, but maybe Anna de Armas most of all because of the presence she has with her face and her looks. Mm. And whether whether someone else could have done it, I don't know. As in, she just she seems to fit the role so so well. She has a charm yeah. as well about her. Yeah, and yeah she really does massively. Yeah, yeah, so likable. And although yeah. she's beautiful, she's kind of also innocent looking, and and yeah, she. I thought she did an unbelievable job with it, and I think really for me, if I were to pick the credit, I'd go to Anna de Armas for for what she did with that with that small role. Yeah, yeah, and I think honestly, one of the best things about the Craig era has been that um, they've sort of gotten better at not shoehorning Bond girls into sleeping with him. Like they, they did a pretty good job with Camille not sleeping with him and Quantum of Solace. And I feel like Nomi to a degree um, during the the climax of this movie uh, reminded me sort of of Wei Lin and uh, Bond yeah. coming into the tanker mm. or never dies. But thankfully they didn't have any romantic anything between yeah. There was no, there was yeah. no sense that that would happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and absolutely, and it would have been a bit, a little bit inappropriate considering his, you know, ex flame and child were there. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ex, yeah. very true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lashana, forever macking. She hasn't got. Obviously, she's not got much. Uh, Anna Diarmas has had all the wow. She's the most beautiful thing ever. But um, I suppose that's good in a way for Nomi that. She's from the start been treated as a proper character, not for her looks or anything. But she's had a bit of hard press because of the whole, oh, they, they've got rid of James Bond as, as he's no longer 007. It's a code name and all this. this is ba- but this is baby work. This yeah. is, uh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> don't know what to do about these sort of, uh, these awful hot takes. Because we've seen so <laughs> many terrible hot takes these last two weeks, haven't we? Every news outlet has come up, come up, come in with their own 
dreadful, you know, article, clickbaity yeah. article. You know, like slash film, like you won't believe what movie uh, No Time to Die references. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you we, kidding me? <laughs> we, we sp- when we spoke to um, Thumper, when we, <laughs> when we spoke to Trina Park, she, yeah. she, I think she was doing an interview for someone, nothing to do with, probably to do with Downs Are Forever. And they just said at the end of the interview, oh, have you heard that the new the new, uh, the new new Bond, the new 007 is a woman? And she was like, oh, no, Bond shouldn't be a woman. And then the headlines were written in, like, probably the Daily Mail, Rob, you know, I don't know. But oh, like, yeah. Trina Park says she doesn't agree with Bond being replaced by a woman. Like, that is not... It's not what was said, you know. But, it's like... but in that in that interview as well, Trina was saying how um, she didn't feel that women were repressed by the Bond series. Exactly. You know that, that it was a yeah. celebration of women. These ridiculous takes are so tiresome now. You know they really, yeah. really are, and they don't help the franchise move on at all. You know, as much as everyone would like, you know, or, or certain areas of the media and fandom would like it, you know, or say it moves on and whatever. This does not help. It does not help. Because yeah. every movie it comes out that, you know, either the producers or Daniel Craig has to come out and say, oh, you know, we're now taking women seriously. Like, flipping it, you've been taking women seriously since Ursula Andrews came out of the sea. Absolutely. You know, don't you don't need to do this now. There, there are missteps. There are missteps. Yeah. But Including what, what, Craig here. What 60-year franchise doesn't have that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Are yeah. there any 60-year franchises? Well, this, this one ended, though, Rob, after 60... No, 59... Oh, heck, yeah. Sorry, no, I forgot just... about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, only, I'm only going in. <laughs> yeah, so no, know me. Um, obviously, I had the crisp Jamaican accent and everything. Oh, and... it was great. Yeah, loved all that. Because M would have sent her. To, I mean, I suppose it didn't need to be her, but it was quite a good way to introduce the character to try and get Bond. I mean, did did did, did they need to involve Bond? Or I can't remember why. Why would? Why do they need Bond again? Is they it did. because of Madeline? I can't remember. No, they didn't need him. Question. <laughs> 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 yeah, go on. No, go. On. No, no, what's the What's the question you were? <laughs> well, I'm just trying to work out because Nomi was sent to Jamaica yeah. by M. Right. To basically get Bond, was that because they'd heard he was working with CIA? It uh, wasn't specifically, yeah. oh, we I really think, only one man for the job, it's Bond. It wasn't that I, sort of stuff. I think what was happening probably because M thought Bond was pretty much dead, like he said he was off the radar. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Again. What <laughs> Nomi was sent to sort of spy on the CIA, so on Felix and um, whatever. And then she saw him meeting with Bond and then she thought, you know, better go check up on my former, you know, colleague, I guess. This is a tale of the supernatural. The Tapes, a podcast of the uncanny. Do you believe in ghosts? Join me, host Christopher Goldie and guests as we discuss the best in unsettling television and film. Who is this Coming. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for at the Tapes Pod, part of the Pod Dojo Network. This whole script feels like it's retrofitted from the point that they decided Bond was going to die. Spoiler alert! So Bond is going to die, right? How do we write this script backwards from that point? So mm. it's like six years ago, whenever they all got in a meeting room, and Craig Broccoli Wilson said, "We want Bond to die." How are we going to do that? Purpose and way. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Ball, yeah. yeah. 
So they've gone backwards from that. And this is what I mean, like all the other bits have gone backwards from that. So in this instance here, you've got, um, right, um, how do we introduce Bond into this? How do we introduce uh, Nomi as the new 007? How do we do that? Well, we have her in the club where Bond is meeting Logan Ash, but why is she there? We don't really need to think about that. Why? There's no reason why, why is she there? If she knows, you know, um, that she needs to be trying to find Logan Ash... Because um, she, she already reveals that she knows she's looking for Obrachev. She tells him on his bed when she's telling him she's going to shoot his knee out. So why why does why has she gone to Jamaica? Why they gone? Why has he gone? Why has she why has she gone off there just so she can tell Bond? Is it just so she can tell Bond hands off? There's no reason for her to go there because she could just go to Cuba and pick up Obrachev before anyone else gets there. You've got to watch it four or five times, Rob, <laughs> to realise it's a masterpiece. Obviously. No. I, um, but it's, it's, it's retrofitting story. I think it's also something re- they want to work. I think it's also retrofitting the idea that, and I think this would have probably come later. Hang on. How about if when he's retired, someone else has become 007 and what if it's a woman, you know, and then, yeah. you know, that, that creates some tension. It's a bit of a coincidence that of all the 00 agents sent out, it's the one that replaced him. Who's if they did, I can't remember the film enough. Sorry. Um, to remember to why. Yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> Why she is, I can't remember why she is out there. If she has been sent out deliberately to get Bond, then it's a bit like M, like, he's going to be a bit annoyed when you tell him that you're 007. You're absolutely right. What is that scene between, like, right, so before all this, before Nomi arrives there, it's like, we knock on the door, right? um, Oh, M, we'll see you now. Thank you, Moneypenny. Uh, In comes... The new 007 and his M. Uh, 007, I think uh, we need to go and get Obrachev. We know exactly where he is. He's in Cuba. But would you mind just dropping off in uh, Jamaica for a little bit? You'll have to pose in a nightclub for a while in a week. And would you just drop off and um, goad him a bit? Would you just goad him for a little bit? Tell him we don't need him or just to go away for a bit. Um, and then, you know, and then you just Bond go ahead works. anyway. Okay. Um, uh, because obviously that will also alert Bond that we're involved and we know that he's coming as well. It's pointless. Uh, it's stupid. Is that definitely what happens though? Or is there, yeah. is, there more, is there a more sensible reason why she's there? Nikolai, you said she was, she was actually spying on the CIA Yay! who God they believe. <laughs> if I if I haven't got that, then I totally no no no. I, I don't know. She she was spying on the CIA, so it was a coincidence that she ran. It was another coincidence that she ran into the previous 007. I mean, no. What a coincidence! <laughs> I'm I'm not saying it's well written. <laughs> I do think she was basically um, keeping an eye on on lighter or whatnot, trying to find out maybe what they were wanting out of Obrachev. Maybe it was just because, I don't know, um, Cuba's a long ways away from the UK and she needed a nap in Nassau. That's pure purpose of Wade, Nikolai. That is... I, like, <laughs> I, I don't really care. Um, no. I mean, it's, it's sort of the same thing that I, I have with Skyfall. Like, I understand there are a thousand plot holes you yep. can sort of pick in it. And I just don't really yeah. give too much about it. I mean, I honestly, I just sort of more, I, I sort of care more for the character moments and if there's some sort of interesting, like thematic stuff that they that they do. 
and I I get it when it um, sort of draws people out of the movie when they when they're like well hang on hang on a moment that sort of took me out of it it just doesn't happen for me personally but I get it it's, no, it's to fun. be honest to be honest this bit didn't no no, no. it's 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 rare that the you know I'm a bit like you it's rare that those things I just I just uh, you know it's just when i thought about it a bit more i thought it was just if we ever come to it i think the bond <laughs> scene the bond death scene i think so much of the film is contrived and it's like they've written it backwards as rob says and they've written each bit backwards and because the whole yeah. craig's bond's character couldn't care less about who the next 007 was he he would not be precious about that mm. would he he would, no, no, but I don't mind. You know, this this is good. It's good cinema. The, the fans I, enjoy it. But, but that's it. It's quite a good banter between them. That's why it's done. I wouldn't care at all about this in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's just because we're we're expected to make this huge leap at the end, where you know, not a leap, but it's it's just because obviously I have huge logic issues with the end of this film huge logic issues but it's not just that it's just forget uh, let's forget this this for the moment like for me there are major holes here already in this and this is the part of the film i really really like (laughs) let's not forget that this is the part i really like this is the part i really like (laughs) but i'm being i'm being told that this is a masterpiece i'm being told that this is a movie that uh, i've not understood because um i'm not in the right headspace or um, I've not read all the Flemings or I've not, you know, which I have, <laughs> it's just, but I've, I've been told all this stuff that I've not got it, but there are just big holes here that I can't reconcile um, because it's a poorly written film. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair, fair enough. Point no, no, no. Um, but I've, you know, like, I've got, cause honestly, Nicolai, my DMs are on fire with people getting in touch with me, telling me what a, a, an idiot I am. Seriously. <laughs> I got people telling me all the time for speaking out about Craig. I've got people telling me that um, I've misunderstood him. That he's got he's, he's got his life on the line all the time for our entertainment. And <laughs> I, I just no, this is it. This is the truth. This is the truth. What I'm, what yeah. I, I get told every day, well, and uh, and it's like, well, has... give us a movie that we can. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. anyway. I think for, I think I think just going back to this scene, um, I, I'm kind of <laughs> quite right. rightly, Steve. <laughs> yeah. It, it it doesn't bother me. It, it you can pick holes in it because this film's badly written because Purvis and Wade are involved, but <laughs> it, it's fine. And for me, the scene's fine. That my problem is is the end of the film and, and the start of the film. The stuff that happens in the middle is would be all right if it wasn't for the fact I've been made so angry in the opening scene. <laughs> Steve, having to say that and to try and push things on, what about the middle of the film where Blofeld and Spectre are just got rid of? Oh well, like um, the entire previous film being yeah. building up. Yeah, that's it true. Me all along, and it was all overarching, and then I mean, good oh, Wasn't it, Mister White, who told us in uh, Quantum of Solace that we are everywhere? Yeah, we have people um, everywhere. Yeah, well, no, not this time because they're all at one party. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from yeah, Blofeld himself, who was yeah, uh, birthday every boy. other member of Spectre who are everywhere around the world have all flown in for this one party. And they make a real point of telling you that they're all here. All and they, How many times does he say as he's walking around, they're all here, all the Spectre agents here. Now, how do you know all the Spectre agents? You, you, what do you mean? Yeah. How would the nanobots work? You know, if they work about blood relatives, yeah, but how would they work for organisation relatives? Yeah, spect- special Spectre. <laughs> 
expect to get special DNA implanted. <laughs> Sorry, I know it's it's a load. it's a nonsense, isn't it? But you've just got to you've just got to sort of forget it, haven't you? I suppose, but. That was a problem for me, though, because in the previous films, they've set up that Spectre is everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They, they have agents everywhere, and they do that. I think they do that really well in Quantum of Solace. Yeah, I do, That yeah. shock thing with the, with the double-crossing mm-hmm. MI6 agent, and that, that, that hit me then. I was like, oh, my God, they are. How, do they, how are they going to conquer this, you know? I mean, I think that was perhaps part of the problem with the film Spectre, that it, it was very hard for actual the threat of Spectre to live up to the promise, because it's hard to do that. But anyway, they've set, they've set the stall out, the Spectre's everywhere. Except now they're not everywhere; they're just at a party, and then it, it was just yeah. You think they if got they rid of them a bit like got their own version of smart blood, so they can yeah, yeah. track <laughs> yeah. them wherever they are. Yeah, or or just get rid of the key players within them yeah. in separate locations, sort of at once. Yes, mm. yes. Um, that would have been that would have been better, and I don't know. And it would, I think, it would have shown Safin to be. More capable yeah, well, and having you know, on to him. a wider a wider reach. Yeah. Do you not think it was because of the poor reception to Spectre that right? We need a new buddy now that people really because we can't just give them Blofeld again because people didn't think he was that scary or whatever. We're going to have to have some threat that is more than something we've already seen. Bond got rid of him in the, the most easiest way possible twice in the last film, so we've got to write a new buddy, which is which is good. So then, uh, what would we do with all these plot ends here? Oh, the brother thing, heck. Let's just kill him. Let's just get rid of him. It's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, yeah but what about his whole organisation? I'll just, I don't know, put them in a room somewhere, Get I don't know, get rid of them all at the same time. I genuinely think that's what's gone on. Genuinely think that. Nicola, yeah. you were... You were... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree, but because, I mean, Spectre is pretty low on my personal ranking. It's It's not... Not one of the higher ups necessarily. No, no. It is for Rob. No. Yeah. Um, the Craig. The Craig. Yeah. You think Spectre sort of worked better this way than it did in Spectre? Because in Spectre, they, they sort of build it up very nicely at first with, you know, the ring, the, the pre-title sequence, and then the first meeting, still quite ominous. Maybe the cuckoo at the end was a bit much... <laughs> uh, you know, it's so. Weird I don't mind it for some yeah. time. Yeah, actually, I don't mind here. But I think in this one, it, especially during the pre-title sequence, and then the short bit um, after um, the title sequence, when the Spectre agents come in and you know steal the Heracles project. Oh, it somehow feels stuff in to me. Like it, it feels to me like in the time that Blofeld got captured and was sort of locked away for five years, they be- somehow became more competent. Like they, they achieved more than they did when Blofeld was head of Spectre still. And the party, yes, it's silly. I mean, they've got the eyeball on the tray, which I think is pretty cool. But um, <laughs> I I like the sort of dreamlike, sort of surreal atmosphere that the party had and the way mm. that the uh, I don't know it was kind of Batman Returns wasn't it <clears throat> forever yeah, a bit, wouldn't it be amazing if it, sorry to just briefly interrupt because you mentioned the tray with the eyeball wouldn't it be brilliant if someone wasn't paying attention and they just thought it was some canapes coming past and they <laughs> picked up <laughs> an eyeball oh, and started chewing oh, come it, on, it? <laughs> yeah, come on come on yeah. <laughs> 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 Kirari 
Did anyone, as well, sorry, when there was a brief sort of reintroduction to Blofeld, there's some footage of him in Belmarsh. Yeah. Like some, like, it was like a, he'd gone mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was meant to throw you off. Jennifer said, like, <laughs> yeah, as if, as if that was real. Yeah. Didn't buy that yeah. for I do always think out of Christoph Waltz speaking German, though, and when he was like, Mein Krönungstag, I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? My crowning day. Right, yeah. Ah, right. Was that when he just was doing... Just, does anyone think it'd be better if they just hadn't bothered with Blofeld? I mean, we just accept mm. Inspector, he gets arrested, he's locked up, Bond's mm-hmm. suspicion was a success. They needed a reason to get rid of Madeline, though, for some reason. And I actually quite I don't know why they did that. that. It didn't have to be involved Spectre, did it? They could have yeah. found another reason this Safi why wanted. Why couldn't Madeline just have been with Bond as the Bond girl all along and maybe just been captured or something? Why Why do they have to have this betrayal every single time? Or because they wouldn't trust have been, issues? Because the kid. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They had, they had to do the kid, and I don't think, obviously, they were moving. They had to. I don't think <laughs> they thought audiences would have enough of an emotional bond well, uh, forgive the uh, <laughs> pun. Um, to just Madeline and Bond's relationship, like I think they felt it needed yep. the oh. child for you to care more and for him to sacrifice yeah. himself. Written in reverse. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. more retrofitting. But I feel yeah. sorry for the leaks. You know, the, the the kid. You know, there was in some script was leaked with a kid in, and then you know you hear about Danny Boyle leaving because he wanted Bond to die, and it's like. I feel a bit sorry for them that all this is leaked and, oh, the surprises were actually there all along, almost. Yeah, because there's just called writing if they needed a kid to, to give you the attention. Yeah, of course. Because it, we all believe Bond would have sacrificed himself for Tracy and yes, yes. I think Bond would have sacrificed himself for Pam and, and for one or two other uh, of the women <laughs> in the films. So they were just better written relationships. Yeah. But Madeline and him, there's there's been no... I, I didn't even get much of it with Vesper either, to be honest, but I don't... <laughs> Any great laugh. Mm-hmm. I know he's, yeah. I know he, you know, fell greatly in love with her over three weeks and hasn't seen her for 20 odd years. I don't see any, I didn't see any spark with Madeleine. I just don't get Madeline, it. Madeleine, Madeleine. Yeah, go on, Nicola. He did fall in love with Tracy very quickly, too. It, it was only like two weeks' leave he had uh, that, that M, well, M didn't even, M wanted to fire him essentially, and Bond was going to take it and money penny made it like two weeks leave that's so right the, but the thing is with tracy you you the reason you buy it i think is because first of all the, the love montage which helps immensely yeah and, it did like mm-hmm. real, of course mm-hmm. so yeah and secondly it's um you spend some time with bond and um tracy just living normal life then he's not on a mission inspector it's the entire uh, relationship with him and Madeline develops during this mission, and there's never really any downtime, so you don't really buy the two of them mm. being together as a natural couple. What I liked in this movie is that, at least in the beginning, you see them being together. I don't know, I feel like some people are really, really harsh on on Madeline as a character on and on uh, Lea Seydoux at some point. I don't know. <laughs> During the review of the Cinema Savvy guys, they were like, "He's oh, so much more capable in this one. She uses a gun. And I'm like, she did use the gun in Spectre to essentially mm-hmm. take on from, from Mr. Hinks. And they had the entire conversation about her not liking guns, but being capable Say. with them. 
I like that during the beginning of this this film, you essentially see them just sort of being a couple, and it worked for me. Like it it felt genuine, and so I did kind of get the. I mean, I I, I cried basically every time I've watched this film uh, in the theater. So it did get me emotionally, and I know that there are good arguments for you know his death being contrived and whatnot. But the way they sort of pulled it off was, for me, they went just heavy enough with the like emotional drama of it. They did sort of make a real point out of it, but they didn't elongate it too much for me personally. But, yeah. Is there a line where he, he specifically says something like, you know, everything I've been through and all the things I've done and I don't regret a bit of it because it's kind of led me to you. <clears throat> Is that? Yeah. In no yeah. way. Yeah. 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 And it's a little bit trying to paint over all the cracks, that line, I think. It relied on the actors, didn't it? And the chemistry to, to make... Because let's be honest, the, the, Craig, the people who love Craig the most hate Spectre and they don't like Madeline. They, they always slate the character of Madeline until now. So for them to have suddenly gone from that to thinking this is a real emotional story that they bought, I mean, goodness me, the filmmakers have achieved miracles, haven't they? <laughs> but they have, they have. They, honestly, Madeline is the most slated character. We did that at Bond Girls tournament. She, I think she was knocked out in the first round. I mean, this, <laughs> I think that she would be the one, you know, who everyone is buying. Bond died for her now, so just think well, how... That's why, no, th this is why I think they included the kid, because I don't think... Yeah. And and I think that has helped, that has swayed people a bit as well. She was brilliant. Well, you, you're right, the kid, the kid doesn't actually add anything in a story sense. It doesn't, it doesn't change the stakes at any point in a story sense, because the stakes are the same. It's Madeline and the kid of the package. Yeah. So, you know, like, he can't touch Madeline and the kid. So, you know, it, it wouldn't have the same resonance if it was Madeline. You know, um, again, we, we're not going going near the <laughs> the questions of the final act yet. No, let's go to, I mean, let's, we might as well go to them now, because yeah. they're all intermingled, because there's, there's Madeline, we're sort of dealing with that. The whole, the second time you watch it, you notice that she puts her hand on her stomach or whatever, this kind mm. of thing. I don't know, why, why, I've said this millions of times in our group chat and everything, but why, why did he think <laughs> Even the Aston Martin stuff and all that, like, what was he doing to them? We've gone over that. We won't go over that. <laughs> why? Why did he decide that? It see, he seemed to have forgiven her and realised that no, no, she didn't set me up to go and go to the grave and get blown up, which failed. So it's pathetic. Uh, Blofeld told him that, right? Blofeld yeah. Blo told, tells him, doesn't yeah, he? Blofeld tells him. Tells oh, him. No, no, yeah, yeah. Brother, you, you, you know, you sit up and but we were meant to think in the car that he stopped getting shot at because he believed her. Like, this is what I think that she sort he sort of said yes or enough or something like that. I can't remember what the line is now. Okay, okay, that's it. Yeah. And that seems to be the moment that he, he trusted her again. But uh, apparently, that must be me misreading it. Then. Nikolai, what what were you were you you yeah. were you ready to say something, Nikolai? Yeah, yeah I I think. Um, it's not so much that he trusts her again in that moment. I think he's just like, okay, I'm not going to let both of us die here, essentially, just because I'm really, really pissed at you right now. I think he still mistrusts her. And I think he, I mean, sort of goes back to the whole thing with Vesper 
who betrayed him and then he had to it's it's sort of i mean the thing with crack is he is a very different bond in terms of being like really as uh blofeld says in this movie really sensitive he's like yeah oh my poor cuckoo you were always so sensitive and it's like yeah he really is um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean that's sort of what what pulls Craig apart from from the other bonds and I sort of I always have this comparison in my mind that if we have Dalton and we have Craig's bonds Dalton was kind of like the Michael Keaton Batman compared to the Christian Bale Batman like one of them is really dark and tortured but he's sort of it's subtle and show don't tell yeah, yeah exactly it's underneath the surface and with Christian Bale's Batman it's like let's delve deep into his psyche and let's explore all of this i've always liked both batmans and i've always liked both dalton and craig's bonds i get why people might not like one or the other what <laughs> what were you talking about again no, no, <laughs> the, the scene with the aston martin when they're being shot what, what do right, you think the right. motivation is for him yeah. effectively mentally torturing her and letting her be shot for pieces <laughs> on the head until <laughs> begs him with tears to not let the men like this and then he says okay so is he mentally because i've had this debate on socials with people and and, and i've only seen it once and i I genuinely think i probably need to see it again do you think he is effectively torturing her and is going to just let her die initially in his mind because he's that angry and he's that annoyed and if he dies too he doesn't care or do you think he's uh, he's so rocked by what's just happened? I mean, the literal things there and the blast and everything that he's just his senses aren't there. Well, oh. What do you make of that? Because because I was really offended by that scene. I don't think it's as. I mean, <laughs> the thing with his senses sounds a bit like an excuse to me. I, I think he's gotten his senses back like five minutes before the, all of that happens. But um, I think he's just like what the. He's basically, in my mind, what he's thinking is, like, this again? Like, what what the hell have I been falling in love with this woman for just to get betrayed again and Spectre is back and everything? I think at that moment he was just like, do I give a shit to, to live or do I just let it all end here, basically? So he's effectively playing Russian, Russian roulette with a life initially, isn't yeah. he? I mean, he doesn't know which bullet's going to go through the glass and he's just happy to let so, her yeah. be there. I, 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 yeah, that, that, that scene really offended me, which is why I struggle with the rest of the film because I got so upset and angry with his behaviour there that I didn't want that to be my Bond, you know. I, I, you know, that, that to me, I know Rob's favourite scene in, in Bond is when he puts his mate in the skip. And, <laughs> That's just <such> a reference. <laughs> and this for me was a thousand Chilling times away. worse than that. This because this was someone who was still alive and he's supposed to be at least they're consistent, at least they're consistent. (laughs) But I think, like, you've got this thing where they're all saying, like, oh, yeah, this is the emotional bond, and this is a bond whose character is really being picked apart, and that you can really see the bond here. You've got to show us that. You can't just tell us that in the stuff outside of the movie, you actually have to show us that in the movie. Uh, with great storytelling and good character development. You can't just tell us that. Like, it's all good, Barbara saying, oh, you know, the emotional bond. I'm not seeing that. I'm just seeing a really nasty person. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm seeing. You know, she has she has to scream at him for him to do anything. Yeah. And and also, you know, the, the fact that, that, that Primo is shooting at her side, 
of the of the car slowly yeah. and also that sort of like dripping like it's like one shot it's two shot it's three and it get the, and, the, and as he's shooting the glass it gets quicker and quicker and quicker the safety and quicker. glass is and, pinging yeah, everywhere yeah. yeah exactly so it's, just, it's building up it's testing her and she has to scream at him and he sort of looks at her and sort of got, basically goes all right <laughs> it's not i so, well, this, well, this, this is also after he's running to the hotel room this is the the emotional yeah. sensitive bond He's running to the hotel room and he's thrown around for a little bit as well. But but he's you know, got no, but, but there's no legitimate reason for him not to sort of take her word for it. They've been living together as you know, as like you know, common law husband and wife. So I don't, I don't think <laughs> they're run. actually married, are they? <laughs> but you know what I mean? They they are they are they are a couple who've been travelling around Europe or whatever in the interrailing. No, 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 no. Interrailing <laughs> with an Aston Martin. <laughs> and the moment she basically overhears this, you know, mobile phone conversation with which Blofeld saying, You did a great job. He completely buys that. He completely buys that, which makes me think he didn't love her. He didn't trust Absolutely. her. Absolutely. Yeah. Str- the, if he's prepared to throw away that relationship in that moment where he just basically gets, he lit, basically an overheard phone conversation, that's not a relationship worth saving. And, and even if at that moment you really believe she did it, you know, if this was, let's say, escape, Dalton, get out of it, escape, and <laughs> yeah. then you interrogate her. Like, yeah. you know, obviously there's the moment where Bond thinks Pam has double crossed him. Mm-hmm. And his immediate reaction is yeah. to interrogate mm-hmm. her, not to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, that, that's it, not what who I think Bond should be, in my opinion. I mean, no, uh, I, I, but I agree. And there's also there's there's also a huge logic gaps again in this scene. Where right, so um, Madeline is doing her makeup, right, and she and that's when Craig walks in, and he's all covered in in all sorts. He's just walked out of a gunfight on the hill, a hundred yards away from <laughs> Madeline. With, and she's got all the windows open. Like how we've been established the geography of Matera. That we've had all those lovely drone shots. We know yeah. exactly where everything's. Oh, nice. We know the, where the Acropolis is. There's been a car chase, a motorbike chase, a gun battle, and and Madeline's <laughs> got the, the the windows open. It's just happening there. It's just there, just down there, and she's not <laughs> done a thing. She's Rob, still she like, has been listening to Louis Armstrong at full. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> but it is. So she's like, is that is that gunfire? No, my. You know, my uh, yeah, retired I don't, spy. I don't know anyone who's possibly who, involved yeah. with that. So why did he come back to her then? Did, he's either out. putting you in more danger because he's still being yeah. chased. Wants to kill Bond. Him. James Bond leaves that scenario. Um, he don't go back. He leaves. So Tom, were we about to discuss the ending? And we've well, <laughs> or is no, it, it, it's important. We haven't because... done nothing yet. Never mind. No, but <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just trying to understand the motivation. Like, does what evidence is there that he loves Madeline? Is what Chris was just saying then. I, I, I think it's because he speaks slower films. when he sees her in the corridor, because that's great writing. And the soundtrack. He, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. He, he seems to have got definitely gotten over in um, Jamaica. They don't show him sort of moping about, no. really, no. which was hinted at in the trailer. He seems to be fairly, fairly fine. We then get the sort of, yeah, okay, you could say he's, he's trying to be all... Oh, I don't care about you anymore. When he sees her in the corridor, you know, at Sons of the Lamps yeah. and, and that. And then later on, and that's it. And then he just appears in Norway, doesn't he? And the automatically kiss the first time, you know, because the lovely music and I have loved you. I don't know whether it was that bit at the end. I can't remember now, but it's, 
it's no, I can I can understand why some people would buy it, and it's it's well acted, it's well played, some of it. Mm. And Leah Sadu, I thought she was very very good, good acting, believable. She looked vulnerable, and she had a child to protect. But then it's like, why, if they loved each other so much, why didn't she just? Why don't you just tell Bond? Or I suppose you could say he'd gone missing, hadn't he? But then, great. But he doesn't care, does he? I don't know. I, don't. I mean, doesn't with um, in You Only Live Twice at the ending of the book, isn't there the thing with Bond's child? And he's like, nah, I don't really care. And he just basically dips out. Isn't that what happens? Or do I remember yeah. that in the wrong way? But they're I not famous on the books uh, anymore. They're not. I famously hate You Only Live On. <laughs> um, as I've talked before on this podcast, okay. how I love all the funny books, and I cannot stand You Only Live Twice. So I'll have to... I'm not going to read it again, because I literally can't bear that book. I think it's awful. Uh, you need is, to read it many times. Yeah, yeah, to get it. Um, no, but no not to get You Only Live Twice, to get that. No Time to yeah. Die. That's, yeah. Apparently that's what we're being told. So yeah, right. The, okay, so the introduction of the the kid that was just for a gag for the audience, wasn't it? That we all thought, of course, this is Bond's kid because we've heard the rumors and you know, and the whole blue eyes and all this sort of stuff. She's not yours. Ah, that that was for the that was a gag, wasn't it? There's no why yeah. on earth would Madeline? Yeah. Why does Madeline not tell Bond? She says it twice though, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, so that means so the audience not, totally. That's not a joke. That's no, no. As in dialogue. The setup is done. The setup is done so Bond can do the joke later. Uh, it's not another kid, is it? Ha <laughs> ha. Is that yeah. is that done deliberately yeah. so the audience think right? This definitely isn't his kid, and we're somehow going to have some twist at the end that it is his kid. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Safin knows. Yeah, of course. Yeah, go, man. I think maybe it's just sort of um, to say she's not yours. She's like, she's my daughter. I've been raising her for whatever, oh, yeah. four or five years. That's good. I took that as a sort of protective, uh, protective mother sort of right. thing. Um, but the relationship's in tatters, isn't it? DOA, DOA, DOA. I missed this scene. Um, 
and I, I have an omission to make. So I left the cinema to go to the, the gents because uh, at my age, you can't do <laughs> a long film without. And then when I went back, um, I walked back into the cinema. You, you kind of pick a moment, don't you, before you walk in front of people's seats. So I was looking at the screen. I was watching this thing. You've got this film just, it, it's really, since I left the room and came back, it's really changed. Like the tone. Yeah. <laughs> and I was there for at least a minute before I realised I was watching a Nat West advert and I'd gone back <laughs> to screen nine and not screen eight. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's absolutely true. And uh, so I, I've got to be honest, Steve. The doors are right next to each other in this cinema. Like eight and nine are like tight together. That's my for, for me, it was though. This is for me. Like I've said, I've I'll give I'll let these things fly with the bionic eye and you know these these loophole. Sorry, these blatant holes in the plot. But this was a point for me where I couldn't get into it. I couldn't buy into it at all. It's from this point where it stops being a, a fun mission and yet it becomes an intense, there's too much loads forced on you that isn't convincing. I, I therefore couldn't stick with the film. I wasn't invested at all at that point. I was completely lost. I'm, obviously, I'm, I've never bought the relationship with Madeline. Throwing a child in there... It wasn't quite as bad, but it's on a level with The Mummy Returns. You know, you throw a kid in there and it just spoils all the fun. Uh, and then and, and then, and you could just sense it was all building to this self-righteous, worthy death that he was going to do. And they did it all with a, a fairly substandard climax as well. I, I just think from this moment, I thought you were being serious, Steve, when you said when you came back in. Because for me, this was where I started to get really restless. I was I was pretty invested and sort of on the edge of my seat for the first 50 minutes, but this is where I started to get really, really restless. Can, right, can I just ask a question? Why does James Bond die here? Here we go. <laughs> it's a broad question, but I, and it, what is the answer to this? Why does like he said, die? That, that was their main objective. That was the, the way to end this, for two reasons. The way it... it, it portrays Craig's Bond as, you know, heroic and revolutionary, grounded, gritty. And also, it's the only way out of the mess. It's the, it's, it's the absolute only way he can end it, other than just, just blow it up. Just, just end it. And he couldn't do it like <laughs> going into the sunset, because, of course, Spectre was meant to be his last Bond, yes. really. So they yeah. couldn't do that again. And that didn't land. It didn't yeah, work. Yeah, can't, you can't retire at the end because even, I think, Perfect Away would admit that's been done enough now. Well, he's never been in the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't retire from a job you've never had. It's all, um, it's all done backwards. So that, that's the reason for the, the DNA plot. All, all yeah. that is because they well, I mean, course, started yeah. from the point of his death. Yeah. And but why, why, is, why is he dead? Why does he have to die here? Yeah. Well, I, I want I want Nikolai to you know because you know we are I don't, you know we can't be so <laughs> I don't know gangy up not gangy. No, there's but, no gangy. No, we're, no, we're, no, no. Yeah, forgive us, Nikolai. We're you know I'm speaking on our behalf, but you know we do love this Bond series, and this this film has affected me more than any other in terms of trying to come to terms with it, and you know, and then you know on social media you're told that we are not. You know, you're not getting it, you know, and uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not that thick. You know, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Nikolai, please. Yeah. You go for it. Um, I mean, 
Rob asked why why Bond has to die, and my question sort of is: is is it a plot thing for you? Well, why Bond has to die, or hmm? it's everything, every every reason. It's both plot, logic, um, everything. I mean, is that I I can't work out why he has to die, um, I, and I don't. This is not um, you know. I know um, we all say a lot of things in fun, um, and I'm I'm also a huge you know. Um, part of that I, I you know I always up for a laugh and always looking for um ways to make humor in things but at the same time I don't understand why James Bond has to die at the end of the 25th James Bond movie I mean in terms of the plot it's it's convoluted but I don't think it's entirely it makes sense within the rules that they set up you can say that the rules are very stupid and they quite possibly are but Within the rules, I mean, it's they do tell us that this virus, these nanobots, essentially go through person to person until they reach their target. And he does get, obviously, scratched with the vial. So essentially, if he comes out of the situation at all, if he leaves that island at all, there's always going to be some risk because, I mean, we we've all had experiences with how easy it is to infect people with something that's, you know, airborne and whatnot, he would basically always have, well, first of all, he was all, he would always be uh, separated from, you know, his, his family, essentially. And he would also always have the danger of them essentially dying through indirectly his, his doing. Uh, so that's the plot reason. The... I mean, Can I just say what a lovely, fair man you are, Nikolai. <laughs> what, it's just lovely having this conversation without being told. You know, you are posing really good reasons here, and I'm not being told at one moment that I'm wrong or I'm being belittled no, or anything like not. that. So, no, no, no I, I really appreciate your standpoint. And it's not easy, because obviously I think we've, we've, we've made it quite clear that we and not we as a collective, but it's just so happens that yeah. we have quite strong feelings here, but um, I absolutely love the points you're making, man. And um, yeah. That is something that didn't occur to people. Again, I don't know whether the person Wade have misunderstood their own rules, but like you say, it, they can just about get away with it. If it passes on through other people, to other people, to other people, to other people, ah, finally to Madeline. But then now I'm thinking about that. Hang on. Hasn't he, hasn't Nomi got it then? Have they not? She's yeah. with the kids now. No, no, because oh, yeah. no, because Bond was only infected. Oh, at the end, yeah. In the right, in the right. paddling pool. You're right. You're right. You're right. Nikolai, because you've seen this three yes. times now, so you'll be able to tell me this because I, 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 I've struggled to get my head around this. So they make that clear, do they? That you can pass it on to someone else. Well, I think that's... as a carrier who can then. Uh, yes. Madeline to Bond to Blofeld, I think, is the way that they kind of show that. You know, Madeline passes it's, it on to right. Bond. To... But isn't that because she's literally like just sprayed it on yeah. her and it's literally yeah, still yeah. wept on her rather it's than not in her body? Not like that. Because he's with him, it's not on his skin, is it? It's in his no spray, no lay body, isn't it? I, I don't know. <laughs> and it becomes it's something to do with smashing this perfume at the end on his blood or something like that. That's how it gets yeah, it's on all board. like, yes, yeah, it's, it's all it's been engineered, thing. isn't it? Specifically for them, yeah. The thing that he gets on him that kills Blofeld is a different thing, no, that, yeah. So that's been it? programmed, it's two to things. Kill yeah, because it's, it's, it's bio targeted, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So the um. 
uh, what yeah. Madeline had was bio-targeted to Blofeld, and what Bond has had jammed into his face is yeah. bio-targeted to his family members. Mm-hmm. But I get I, that. What I mean, what I mean is, it, because it's in his body rather than with Blofeld, it's on his skin. He's, he's just got it off her hand because mm. she's just sprayed it on her hand. I get that. It's on his skin. He touches Blofeld. Blofeld dies. I get that because it's been engineered for Blofeld. Yeah, yeah, that works. But with, with um with with um, Madeline, he's had it injected into him. So once he's clean, presumably he can't by just just by touching some random person, surely he can't pass it on. I assumed it was just if he in any way any of his bodily fluid, yeah. his breath or anything, got on Madeline or the or the little girl, they would kill them. But so presumably he could, or am I wrong? Could, could no, he literally? Why why would Safin make uh, such a big point of it being about the DNA? If it was just, oh, well, actually, if you just happen to see someone and they pass it on to somebody else, it's the same thing, mate. So you might as well just stay here then. Yeah. I think Why would they make a big thing about the DNA then? Nikolai, yeah. Yeah, um, I think (laughs) it essentially works the same way. I mean, does stab bond with it instead of, you know, transmitting it through basically touching him. But it's still the same principle because he, uh, the thing with, that they establish with these like nanobots is that they get under the skin, right? That's why he says, that's why Safin says, I'm there, I'm going to be their god sneaking under their skin. So they essentially get under your skin from when you touch them. And then they basically transmit through that until they reach their target and then kill it. So I see. Matter. So you can pass it on to someone who is, who is not the target yes. just by shaking hands or something um and then they okay well if that's the case i've got i've i hate the ending just a little bit less (laughs) so then why i keep saying it why why would it matter that he he just had it at the end when it was just him then because he he could have no because he's what he's got is engineered to kill madeline and and it doesn't matter he'll kill oh right so but it wouldn't, if, it, he'll yeah. pass it on and none of those yeah. other people will die. Uh, until it no, reaches yeah. them. But, but yeah. isn't James Bond a character Isn't James Bond a character that never, ever, ever says die? Absolutely. Never says die. <laughs> Always finds a way. Always finds a way. So he'd be like, well, sorry, Nikolai. <laughs> Are you quoting the Goonies right now? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent work. Excellent work. But he, wouldn't he be like, right, I, I've survived this. I'm in a puddle at the bottom of the of this uh, this smashed up island. Because he had four and a half minutes. Let's not forget that. He could have got out of there. So he's down, right, he's in this puddle and he's like, right, everyone, don't come near me. Don't come near me. I've got a family I need to get to. All right. Because I never say die. Pop me in like one of them ET tube things, you know, where he was. Get me off this island. And then and he's, gonna... he's already in an area where there are loads of other, uh, you know, he's in quite a remote island sort of area. Well, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but like, I mean, this is, isn't it a bit tasteless that this, this comes out that the absolute lack of faith Bond has in any kind of science. Absolutely. That this nanobot, nanobots he found out about like maybe an hour ago, um, are like, right. They're, they're absolutely terminal, but you've got like scientists coming up with a, a, a vaccine for COVID this year. Yeah, yeah. And also they've just got social them, distancing. You know, Ebola has Mass. just been, you know, massive vaccine for Ebola going out at the minute. And he's like, no, 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 they will never solve they will never solve this, <laughs> this, this invented disease yeah. I have. They will never solve this. Nikolai, another oh, question, then... another another quick question, which I don't quite understand. Q&A, uh, in, 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 yeah. <laughs> Nikolai, hopefully you can you can shed light on this for me. 
why why so they've got all these chemicals these really horrible uh, chemicals that they've been brewing that will kill millions of people i'm not quite sure who he's targeting uh, maybe we can come to that in a minute i have no idea who safin's target is but anyway millions of people so there's liquid everywhere is the worst thing i'm not a scientist is the worst thing you could possibly do put a load of missiles on it and send it all up into the atmosphere and into the oceans this really deadly stuff because now you're just going to spread it everywhere aren't you isn't that what happens with deadly chemical stuff don't i i that was really confused as to why they suddenly have to blow the base up with loads of really powerful missiles the shutters Uh, not a missile why it had to be an island it had to be a remote island so it you know couldn't, I don't know, but the boats, we never see the boats, we don't know who's on the boats. Know, but. but why don't they just blow the boats up and then send experts in to decontaminate? Oh, yeah, 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 and yeah. try and get a cure through the... Yeah, yeah. I don't understand why you blow it up. And it, it's not I know, it doesn't... M basically would have been sacked and gone to prison, so he wouldn't have been able to direct missile. <laughs> they wouldn't yeah. have done that so quickly, would they, either? But uh, <laughs> these are all things, I don't mind any of these plot points. If it's, No, I'm glad he's dead. I don't, Get no, this over and done with. Get I don't mind over. any of these illogical steps <laughs> of silliness, but if it's just the baddie scheme, but if it's the reason why Bond's died, it needs to be watertight. I'm it, it's, it, absolutely. It, it's so, it, it has to be the only option available to yeah. it, yeah. and it plainly thought, isn't here. We thought if, we were going to copy you, a view to a kill with Mayday, but they didn't even do that. A, no, yeah, with put, the, oh, how much better that is. is. Yeah, but it just copied. this in anyone yeah. else's yeah. series of films in Roger Moore's series, or you know, Brosnan, it would come as such a shock that he could not get out of it, and that death was the only option, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. You wouldn't consider it. But it's not. It's it was not a massive shock. No. no. It's not no. a massive shock that Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig's Bond, sorry, chose could be to us. Yeah, it's, it's always yeah. like you know, uh, like the pride of his job was always such a cornerstone of what Bond was. Yeah, uh, and now it's just you know, like oh, he he can't, he can't get shut of it quick enough. Yeah, he just does not want to be an agent at all. In fact, he Doesn't starts off the half his friend, five either. movies over half his five movies not being an agent. So it, it, it's. It, it, there's none of that. There's no pride in what he's doing whatsoever. It's the you know, it, oh dear, is it's, it? Is it, so say sorry, Nikolai. Say yeah. say they'd infected him with Q's DNA. Would he have been like, mm. yeah, I'll risk <laughs> maybe take the chance? He might die, but you know he's all right. He he let me stay at his house, which is quite crisp. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's been straight over to meet him. I'd let you stay at mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? That's a silly example, but it, yeah. is it that it's anyone's DNA or is it? Uh, no, no, sorry. It, no, but the, these are, these are the valuable point. points because yeah. it's not just that. They've killed James Bond over this. Yeah, yeah. Which is the biggest and you've got, thing you've got, imaginable for the series. The it is. Old Harry, apparently. The, the guy yeah. who can get out of any situation. They've murdered him. Murdered him. <laughs> so, Nikolai, well, sorry. Well, why? If, do, do you want to come back on a few of these things that we've... <laughs> Yes, yes, you like, you um, know. Um, Nikolai, you're yeah. a hero, mate. You're yeah, an you absolute are. hero. Oh, yeah, Some kind of hero. You are. I love you guys. Um, <laughs> love you too, <laughs> mate. Love you too. And this is all from an absolute place of love, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolute yeah. love. Peace You've no love. reason to love us. Um, so, okay, first thing to address. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> Stop laughing. I need to get through this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, you've got quite a list there. That was a bit unfair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I worked through this. I got this. So the the thing about the nanobots lasting forever, um, I get that it's it sounds contrived and it sounds probably kind of stupid, but I don't know if you've ever watched the movie Dark Waters. Um, it's about it's about um, the sort of chemicals that are on Teflon. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, yeah. So there are there are like these chemicals that can stay in your body basically forever, and they just don't go away. Okay, that the nanobots are just sort of these things that are there, and they're not going to be able to get them out. I mean, yes, you could say, well, it's a more fantastical world. Maybe Q can get them out in like a couple of years or whatever. Um, I think what they try to do, and pr- essentially not very successful because none of you. Uh, seem to have really been convinced by it, but they try to give multiple layers of why Craig, Craig's bond sort of has to die. So they do the thing where Stefan shoots him a couple of times. They do the thing with the rockets coming, and then they do the thing with, um, with the nanobots. And I think what they, what may probably the script writers had in mind is that because of all of these things combined sort of, it's there's no way out for him out of this one. I think they could have leaned more heavily into the wounds. They could have leaned more heavily into, okay, there's really, there's just no time for him to get out um, when he's opening the uh, the silo doors. What was I going to address? <laughs> um, <laughs> what else was there? I, I get that um, that Bond's death has to be a really big thing and that there has to really be completely no way out and what it kind of reminded me of when i was watching it for the first time and no no one is going to get this reference but there's this like old german western series from the 1960s um based on books by uh, karl may uh, it's really you should look really? at that at some point it's really funny actually um, what's it called Oh, I don't know the English names because I've only ever watched them in German because they're German films. They're German Westerns. What's the German name? They're called uh, Vinitu, which is the name of the main Apache uh, chieftain. And it's sort of about this uh, duo of uh, blood brothers, like one, uh, one, white, one white dude and one Native American, and they're working together and whatnot. And... It was a big part of my childhood, and in the third movie and in the third book, uh, Winnetou, the main Native American character, dies, and he. Oh, so, yeah! You've ruined it. You've ruined it. <laughs> no, no, no! It's... I was just <laughs> about to buy the first book. Rob, Rob is going to get all this definitely. Honestly, I'm, I'm literally like, what you can't see right here is me on, on Amazon, <laughs> like literally scavenging away for this now. I mean, I hope you can find it. Maybe it's on YouTube even. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, um, I want the books. I want the books. I want the whole thing. Sounds the amazing. Are, the books are very, they were written in the late 19th century by a German dude who had never been to America. And he was just, um, basically took all these things he read from uh, articles and books and sort of combined them into like travel stories and Western adventures and stuff like that. Anyway, so in the third movie, um, he dies. And as a kid, that was like the, I cried so much when that happened because 
it had always been a thing that they could basically get out of every situation. It was always, oh, they're they're taken hostage by some hostile Native American tribe. Okay, they, they're going to get out of it somehow because they always do. And I sort of felt the same way um, about Bond in this one. And I get why it's not satisfying for plot reasons um, that they could have and should have probably established the reasons why he dies or why he has to die better. Um, I think it just, in terms of the rounding out of Craig's Bond era, it just sort of made sense. I don't know how it could have ended any differently. So even if I sort of will give you the points that it should have been done differently from a plot perspective, I just, it's, it sort of worked for me. And a lot of that was probably due to the soundtrack, due to the cinematography, due to the acting, that it all just sort of clicked with me. Um, but I, I get your misgivings, definitely. <laughs> just one of them, Nikolai, which you may or may not know the answer to, which I did uh, mention, it's probably dropped down your list as a fairly unimportant. <laughs> but why why did they, why was blowing this place up a good idea with, with all this stuff? These oh, yeah, that I have no idea about. That, right. You're, you're completely right about that. That would be horrific if that happened in real life, I guess. I mean, I, and all of that spilling into the ocean could not, Possibly have been good, probably, but environmental yeah. <laughs> times. Winner to the Warrior. This is major fan yeah. stuff. So, Winner oh, to the really? Warrior, uh, 1963. Yes. Uh, Pierre Bryce plays Winner to, and Lex Barker, this is where it all comes around, plays Shatterhand. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. His name is Old Shatterhand. Old Shatterhand. And Unbelievable. Wow. Absolute melding Mel- going yeah, on here. Yeah. I think you've hit the nail wow. on the head here, Nikolai. So it is wow. all Fleming after all. C- Chris, you knew that, so. <laughs> And that's why this movie is a masterpiece. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night, sir. Same joke. Go on, Chris. Go on. Good night. No, I, I was just, I, I, I understand the sort of rationale behind, like, like in the script, basically they, they made a decision that they need to kill that, that, that interpretation of Bond. But... but <laughs> But why does Bond have to die? Because they're going to make more films. They're going to get another actor. They're going to continue something else. It just seems like, like I say, it just seems like a, 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 a and quite frankly, quite a self-indulgent decision. Oh. Yeah. That, it, that, that, that it's not, it doesn't, and, and I suppose that's what, what I really struggle with. It doesn't ring true that that character in the you know the Fleming novels in in all the films would just sort of go right. I I, I really struggle oh, with yeah. it. I really struggle with it because it just like I say it just doesn't ring true and I and yeah. I can't kind of and get past it. Go on. Man. And the other thing is as well you know sort of linked to that and it's something Steve um, said to us is that you can't. I mean, hoping that these films still get made, um, I desperately hope that they they do. You can't do this again now. You can't. You can't kill Bond off again, or certainly not for no. maybe a couple of centuries. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that is something you said, isn't it, Steve? 
Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I was saying, is is the theory now that all bonds are set between Casino Royale and No Time to Die in some kind of strange world? It may not be the last time you hear on a Manchester Secret Service entry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll keep films being making the films be set in a different time than they're being made. But I think my hunch is that the theory will be they're always set between those. My theory as to why Bond had to die is because Daniel Craig said, "Well, I'll do it if you give me thirty million dollars, and I get to be the one who kills Bond." Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the answer to this question is rooted in the phrase that Daniel Craig keeps wheeling out, which is, "I hope the Bond franchise is is now in a better state than when I found it." Oh, God. which it, I mean, I, I am. Oh, I'm disgusted. <laughs> I just don't know what to say about that. But it is. It, it's not. It's not because. It's what man. It's what managers say. You know. It's like what Sam Allardyce. Uh, you know. I don't oh, know. Could you imagine the awfulness? Like you know, like right. I've got a new job. I'm just going to slag off the people who had it before, for you know, for forty years who gave me this hey, opportunity. It's it's a, it, honestly it's all tried in that speech and, and right. like yeah yeah what is a better you look bothered, a better place you, you killed it you killed it and you I don't mean killed, killed it like James the kids Bond. say I mean like you absolutely <laughs> murdered yeah. James Bond that's so partridge Rob that was uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's true it's true you can't so right if he thinks this is a better place flipping flipping heck. I mean, it, 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 you killed one of cinema's greatest characters in an in like I mean the, the holes in logic to this reason that you've done it. It's like one of them nets that you know. It's like a the net that flipping at the end of Return of the Jedi, which it, all it took was like a little can opener to get out of. It's it's ridiculous. It, 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 I don't know that. Oh, just whole things just makes me so upset because. This did not need to happen. I don't mind Bond dying. I don't mind him having a kid. Do, do just do it with a sense of logic. Mm-hmm. Does it change I, how you view the film, the other films now? So, say when you're bringing up your kids, Rob, to watch. James oh, they're Bond. not seeing this. No, but you. My, you my, don't my, want, honestly, you my don't son. Want to think Bond can die, do you? you can't no, but the, the morning after I went to see this, my son ran in and he said to me, "Daddy, yeah. Daddy, how was it?" And I, I just like. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he said, like, James Bond got all the baddies, didn't he? And I wasn't like, no, son, he got blown to shit. <laughs> there you go. There you go. How do you feel about that for your inspirational hero? He sacrificed himself because he was a mad ass and he got blown to shit. <laughs> it's true. Daddy, Daddy. It's true. He doesn't have to die. He doesn't have to die. Hang out for five years, send 50% of your MI6 pension to Leah Sedu and Mathilde. Just send it to him. Just send it I to don't... him. I think if that... I can write if I can write the ending that he dies, I can write the ending that he doesn't die. And that's all it comes down to. That's it was it. a decision made by the producers and the actor. <laughs> I will bring this to an end. My tenure as can this role... you, I can hear your hand thumping on the <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, carry on, Chris. Carry on, Chris. Sorry. It, that's what it is. It's just like it was it was that was it. it the, the, there was a moment in a meeting where they said, let's kill James Bond. And that was it. And it was like, right, everything falls into place now. We will, the, the script that's probably, that's been gestating for the last five years, well, let's go back and retrofit it and get, get us to that point. That's all it was. Because, you know, logically, you know, when it comes down to narrative, you can get Bond out of that, like every other Bond film that's come before it. I will. There will be two seconds left on the timer. He can escape. 
doesn't matter. It's the choice that, that came down. And that's the thing that I struggle with. It's not to do with the logic behind his death. It's the, the fact that people sat in a room and said, no, James Bond has to die. It's everything behind it that is so offensive to me. And <laughs> and also, like, the fact, like, after it, what, what do you feel? No, Harry, apparently you're meant to feel elated at seeing the words, James Bond will return. That's meant to be like... <laughs> I've got that... That's a, that's a given. I don't. I don't need that. You know. That like literally, much is, this yeah. is not an exaggeration. <clears throat> yeah. So I'd had the whole thing that like you might have heard on my preview, initial thoughts, whatever. But <laughs> do you? Do you? I built myself <laughs> so up. I built myself up to the excitement of seeing it, and I was looking forward to seeing it with you guys. But because of coronavirus, I then had to miss it. Really, really gutting, and then spend a week in isolation, which is totally depressing. With COVID, <laughs> really depressing. And also avoid talking to all these lads about it. Sort of, you know, locking up all my feelings, purposely avoiding all stuff. And then, <clears throat> you know, my, like all week, my wife had to look after me isolating and my children. And, you know, I, you know, I moved heaven and earth so that she could look after them for one more night so I could see this film. I went and watched it by myself. And just felt, I felt like coming home and saying, I'm so sorry to my wife that, like, I... I shouldn't have done, you know, I should have stayed home. I wanted to come home, literally, and spend more time with my kids. It was literally, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. That's the kind of impact it had on me. I'm not joking. And for a whole week of stewing over it, it was, you know, and trying to get excited. It was the most gut-wrenching film. And I can understand, you know, the impact it had. And my situation was unique. And nor was my situation, you know, the people in far worse situations than what I was experiencing. This is James Bond. I shouldn't be coming out with anywhere near these feelings. I shouldn't be coming away from a cinematic experience, having seen these things. And, you know, the action sequences, like uh, Chris said in his initial thoughts, are, you know, that's nothing more remarkable than a Netflix action film. And nor is, I don't think it's terribly hard to write this film. I think Bond dying is quite an easy way to do it. I think, you know, that's, you know, you make the decision he's going to die. Let's, that, you know, that's fun. That's, and and um, almost like Cinerale is, well, you know, it's easy to reboot in some ways. For some, sometimes I think it's harder for, for these writers and directors, and I respect them more, for sticking loyal to the franchise Absolutely. and obeying the rules of the franchise and working Absolutely. within that framework. I don't think that makes it easy. I think that makes it hard for them to constantly be... Um, <clears throat> to come up with the ingenuity to come up with new stories, new themes, new characters, new things that surprise you, new things that thrill you, but within the Bond parameters, I think that is the hardest task. Yeah. I don't think these writers have had the hardest task. They've been given free reign and they've obeyed the rules of other films, which has, has made it quite easy for them. So I've not got all that much respect for what they've done. And I've certainly really sad by what they've done. Really, really, really saddened. And <clears throat> sorry for me going on a rant. For the days after, I thought, it's all right, I'll watch some of my favourite Bond films pick me up. I was worried about watching other Bonds as well for how that would make me feel. Like, there's just an overall sadness about it. And, like, speaking to Tom, Tom's had the best attitude where he's like, you know, yeah, but, like, you've got these films forever, you know, you can enjoy them. But really, what this film has done is made real suggestions that we might not get any more fun James Bond films. We might not get more action adventures. It might have come to an end and we can only look back now. We can no longer look forward with much confidence. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I've gone on a massive rant. And I'm, 
I, I kind of promised myself I wouldn't. I promised that I'd stay quiet. But I don't know why we're having this conversation almost. Like, we shouldn't be in this position. We've, I think we've got ourselves into a position. Well, these Daniel Craig films have written themselves into this cul-de-sac where they tried to make him retire. It didn't work. The next thing they can do is just kill him. That suited Daniel Craig. That gave him the, you know, the momentous occasion to be the one that kills James Bond. This is really, really significant. And, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really, really down about it. I watched, I did watch License to Kill to kind of pick me up. Um, <laughs> but still, I just feel like, you know, it's the end of an era. It is the end of an era. It's the end of a franchise or, you know, however it comes back, it's going to be less recognisable. And, and Harry, for what? Mm, this yeah. is the question I've got. For what? Well, why I'll, why I'll, was this? Point. Why have they done it? For what? <coughs> if, there was a, if there was an ironclad reason why this had happened, well, uh, I was, could get on board, but there is no reason. I, you know, keep saying, well, you know, wanted a good Outside send-off. Reason. We wanted a good send-off for Daniel. That's not important. What are you talking about? We've got we've absolutely 60 years of these films. What like we wanted a good send off for Roger, so you know, at the end he 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 jumps, you know, he, he jumps into Max Zorin and they topple off the Golden Gate Bridge, which is I'm <laughs> saying sounds better than yeah, 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 not suicide, but you know, I'm saying, pretty good there. in order to <laughs> save Stacy, like he, you know, he jumped, uh, you know, I don't know, and he slips yeah. off or something, but they're not. There's no loyalty to Roger Moore like that. There's you no, know you know, what? For, for the first time, they've allowed the actor to become bigger than the character. Well, yes, the problem. that's what I think it is. That never I, happened, even with Sean Connery, who, you know, most wins most polls as the best James Bond, and I've got no problem with that. He, and, and he meant so much to the franchise because he was the first one, but they never let him become bigger than the film. When he yeah. started to become difficult, they got George Lazenby, and all right, they brought him back with a big paycheck, but then they knew they weren't going to keep him after that. They were still looking, and that's when they got Roger Moore. The the actor was never bigger than the franchise, uh, than the character. But now Daniel Craig, for some reason, has convinced Barbara Broccoli that he's more important than James Bond. So that's all very well. The disdain he shows for this as well, though, is so hard to accept. Yeah, this, this, you know, it's you can see that it's it'd be fun for the writers and exciting to shock audiences with Bond's death. But where does it lead, like? What have you done? Like in a, you know, in a year or two, like maybe we should have not done like well, one at the time. Maybe no the hope running. is though, Harry, that, that this is actually they've put Daniel Craig's era behind this. You know, it's in some ways it's been very mm. successful, made lots of money, and, and lots yeah. of people have enjoyed it. But it's time to do something new. So they've done that, it's gone, and now we're gonna come back with something a whole lot more fun and fresh and reinvent it in that way, because it'd be more like, you know, it'd be more like Goldeneye, it'd be more like License to Kill or whatever, you know. There are, there's always going to be more melodrama in films now. Which but is I don't think it can. I don't <laughs> think it can with this, with the people behind it that there are now. I don't think it ever will. I think the writers are going, I can't believe that Purvis and Wade can survive another but it, film. But it's Bar- yeah. No, I think for me, it's, it's Barbara and Michael. I've got, uh, they yeah. are, Barbara says she can't picture life without Daniel. Oh, and she, she gave him two years to think about it after Spectre. Honestly, you know, Roger, Roger were screen t- John Glenn was screen testing <laughs> yeah. actors, you know, whilst Roger made his mind up to return. Honestly, it, it, there's no way this franchise can move forward with Broccoli anywhere near it. Mm. That's wow. the truth. Yeah. Have we destroyed you, Nikolai? Uh, have we... Nikolai, <laughs> oh, what gentleman? I'm so sorry. 
Because can you now just say something Nikolai. really good that makes us all feel better? Yeah. I can agree with some of that. I mean, I do think making making Daniel Craig get the ultimate decision on what happens to Bond. I mean, ultimately, I did enjoy what came out of it, but on principle, I do think it's a very dangerous thing to give the actor so much, you know, say in what happens. I think I, I think that's the main thing with the with his death, really. It's whether or not you believe that something, you know, new and maybe more fun will come out of it. Maybe, you know, I, I personally think they're just going to open up a new timeline, maybe do more of the classical stuff with some obvious new innovations thrown in there. But if you don't believe that's going to happen, then yeah, the death of, you know, one of the most beloved characters in cinema history is going to be really, really hard to accept, especially. So yeah, that's a, that's a, I mean, it's certainly going to be a suspenseful jumping off point for the future, but I can see how people could be really depressed by it. Um, Because even with the ending to On Her Majesty's, you still had the, you know, the knowledge that Bond, you know, would come back in a yeah. very similar form, which of course it's pretty unsure this time. So, I mean, I believe that they're still going to make Bond movies. They're still going to, I, I mean, they're going to have to open up a new timeline because nothing else is going to make any sort of sense unless they really do want to, you know, F it up. But I, I have hopes for the future, essentially, is what I'm saying, I guess. I, I actually do have hopes, well, because overall I've disliked so much of this last 15 years that I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they will reinvent it with something different, because there's no point doing the same. They've done Daniel Craig's style, and, and that's been great for them, made lots of money. I'm hoping that they come back with a a fresh outlook that's something more to my taste i'm not saying it's going to be i'm not expecting them to do roger moore roger moore did roger moore but you know something something just fun exciting great action uh well written and uh and and i don't mind if it's got you know drama in it that's that's what they do in these films now Uh, and i'm kind of hoping that let's say in 10 years guys you know 2031 there's been a couple of bond films we've enjoyed them more and we come back and we review No Time to Die Again when it doesn't matter so much because we've seen how healthy the franchise is and we've had so much yeah. fun since. And I'm hoping that we perhaps come back in 10 years and watch it again and go, well, I still don't like that. I don't like the way they did that. But look at all the really good bits yeah. in it. And that's actually, you know, it's quite fun for two and a half hours. It's just a shame that these bits were rubbish. I'm, I'm hoping yeah. we're in a... You know, it's so painful at the moment. It's very hard to see anything other well than the pain. Well, sir. Can we increase yeah. that frequency, though, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> if we've only had two more Bond films by 2031, soon it will be that the Craig era, because they won't do a new film for ages, probably, it'll have been a third of the years the franchise has been going since since there was that. You know, won't it? Yeah. In, um, in 2022, Bond will be 60 years old. Once it changed the, the franchise, and the last Brosnan one was after the fortieth year. So a third of the franchise has been this era. That's why it also for us feels a little bit hard to take because it's so long, doesn't it? 
Yeah. And you don't yeah. know what you're going to get from one film or another. Having said that, I think now that really, this film will forever be remembered for good or bad as the film that killed James Bond. It will. Mm. They, they, can't, they can't possibly get away from that. So in history, that will always be the first thing that people remember. Never mind the kid. That's amazingly been forgotten by most people. <laughs> I've seen that. So in a year, it's the 60th celebration. You'll think, particularly with Amazon on board, they want to be a bit positive. Mm. They've got to announce a new actor by then. They, they absolutely must do. Otherwise, they do it on the 60th anniversary. They could, yeah, they probably will do because that will give them more time, won't it? Yeah. Mm. Otherwise, how can they celebrate 60 years with? It will be more like a. Did you enjoy that franchise? Won't it? Yeah. He died at the end. I don't. The re the reboot's a difficult one because yes, it's easy to say yes. Let's start again and just do standalone missions, but we we can't do another origin story. We've done that fairly recently. We can't do that. And we're meant to be pushing the envelope now. There's pressure to be all this character-based stuff. Can we do that? The, the most bold thing that could have done, far more bold than killing Bond, I still think, is just doing a normal by-the-numbers Bond film, and people won't yeah. listen to that argument. Playing safe is the most dangerous game they could have played. That's why John has said it before, that Will Is Not Enough was the bravest one, because it yeah. unnecessarily, you could say, made it You know, the, this, the, the, the female villain... In fact, I was going to say the other point I was going to make before we go. It shouldn't be that I have to say, say to everybody who hasn't seen the film, I can't really say because there are spoilers. What? This is a James Bond film. There shouldn't <laughs> be any spoilers in a James... The only spoiler that there would have been ever is Electra was a baddie. That's the yeah. only spoiler. Because Honor Majesty's was in the book. You know, you can't say, oh, you know, that had a shocking end. Yeah, but it's in the book. This is the first film where it's like, oh, gosh, I don't, I don't really want to discuss it and I can't spoil it. And it, 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 then it just becomes a Star Wars film like that and Infinity War. And we haven't even gotten into all the comparisons of the ending because like we, I think we've concluded that it was decided to kill him and then work from there. So it wasn't like, should we end it like The Dark Knight Rises where he probably might have had a life and he doesn't want anyone to know about it. So they couldn't copy that. They've ended up sort of copying Star Wars Rogue One type Explode! It will come on. It looked just like it, didn't it? Uh, cinematically, it looked like it. And the you know the end of the Infinity War, didn't it? Where spoiler end, alert, end game. heroes yeah. can die now. That's the thing. We can do that. So they've they've done it for us. We don't have to worry about fan reaction because they've accepted it. Of course, the difference is we've only got one character. And he's called James Bond. They've got about a million different characters, so it's <laughs> inconsequential, isn't it? Really? But, yeah, and they go back and revive yeah, can, dead characters and you know but you know Craig will not do another one now there's no way no 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 oh yeah. no I mean okay. I mean I mean in in the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe you know they were they seemed like they could never kill anyone off and then they yeah. you know they did kill one guy off and then apparently came back in Marvel's Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you know it's but, <laughs> I, I would not be surprised if Craig came back no I, he, no. I think I he's I wouldn't I think a hologram no, no, no. Just like the opening scene of him, like, <laughs> in a puddle of water at the bottom of an island. And you regenerate holding a bunny. Yeah, doctor. no, I, I mean, just won't be surprised at all. Yeah. Because I, I don't think he, I don't think any of those <laughs> people... Judy Dench did, didn't she? she? She had a cameo inspector. Maybe <laughs> maybe now they've had such success in this film with, with killing him off, maybe he'll just die in every film now. We'll become like, <laughs> hey, he's going to die this week. No, Steve, Steve, This the Craig Tenure was already a celebration of, of being a failure as an agent. We can't, you know, just have this every movie. Oh, dear. 
Um, you, Nikolai, you are the greatest, most yeah. patient you, man. You finish. Yeah. You finish this session off with some positive <laughs> things about how you know. Like, I'd like to know if you did you really enjoy it on a first watch, or did it take a couple of goes? As of you know, as people have <laughs> have said, you know, have you loved it each time? I have loved you every <laughs> viewing. <laughs> um, yes, I actually. I mean, okay. The first time I watched it, I was, as I said, I've, I've I've made the comparison to my bizarre German Western series, so I was pretty, I was pretty struck. You know, I I didn't really. It was the kind of movie that left me, you know, going out of the cinema and as, at first being, you know, feeling sort of empty but in an emotional sense, sort of really having to work it out with myself. Um, I did know that I liked it, but I didn't know how I felt about it exactly. Um, with the second and third time, it did solidify me really, really liking it and really enjoying it. I get that it has a lot of flaws you can poke at. I mean, I, I think I've probably made it as clear as I possibly can why I did like it or why I did enjoy it. So maybe to give something positive in the end, um, I think we can all agree that the cameo of uh, Robert Brown as M. Yes. Yeah. That's my two cents. And um, seeing the, seeing the uh, Aston Martin V8 being used as the final vehicle for them to to drive off into the sunset with um also did you know make me happy i did rank it already <laughs> go go for it no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was... so it currently sits at my number nine spot i put it just above for your eyes only and i think underneath either the spy who loved me or from russia with love so that's where it is for now might change on you know another viewing or whatever but um yeah i think think great and it is nice to hear somebody talk slightly more rationally than any of us can manage because of our uh, our emotional state i think is a good way to put it (laughs) certainly Mm. me um yeah i agree you've done a good thing nikolai dear me you've come into the lion's den tonight it wasn't intended that way by the way um, oh, gosh, no. I did think we were going to have someone else who might be a lot more pro this film. They couldn't make it. I thought you were going to say that was Rob and you were surprised at his... Well, yeah. well coming out of it, the instant reaction, Rob was probably the most positive. I, I, honestly, I still think that first hour is as closest to the Bond I've wanted to see since mm-hmm. Die Another Day. No, not before that, actually, because <laughs> yeah. yeah. some aspects of Die Another Day were truly heinous. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, since '99. I enjoyed I that actually, first hour as Bond more than I've enjoyed any Bond since 99, truthfully. And I thought Daniel Craig, uh, for all my criticisms of his power and, and, the, and the fact that I believe it was his fault he died at the end, I thought he played the role probably the most yeah. I've enjoyed seeing him in it. Yeah. I quite like the, mm. the happy, retired element he brought to it. I thought it was quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, yeah. totally. Agree. His, I, I, and I think, I don't know whether I... I don't know, because I've been thinking about the ranking thing as well. Obviously... I, 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 <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. We'll rank them in two separate divisions. There's, there's there one, are two one... separate divisions. Yeah, yeah. there are. 
But um, the timelines. That's, that's just, yeah. just based on. Yeah, I think I think and I think that's how, this is how they'll go down in history. I think if this franchise carry on, I think these five movies will separate themselves gradually, innately, more and more and more. Um, and they'll just be like, do you remember that weird twenty year period where we had that dude who was so depressed and he killed himself in the end? You know that kind of thing. Like it, it would be like that. You know. Um, but that's me. I'm being a bit flippant there. And I, I, I honestly, I wish I had as much class as Nikolai has. So that's what oh, I'm going to go with. He's a classy man. Superb, Thank guys. That, we've pretty much exhausted the film in many ways. We didn't really talk about Safin. So uh, that leaves something to talk about in the next. We didn't episode. talk about Blue, Blue Felt's death scene. Much, <laughs> no, right? no. Die! You've got reams of material on that. And, yeah, sorry. Die! Gosh. Yeah, we'll be talking about this film for a long time and I suppose that's good from a podcast point of view, isn't it? But are people going to be bored of us slating this film for the next year? Probably they are. So we will try and get more voices who are positive and Nikolai has been brilliant with that yep. tonight. Thank you so yep. much, mate. Um, I'm sure we've... I'm sure I'm sure we've lost loads of listeners and followers. <laughs> but we're just... We're just being honest. It's not so much raw because it is... You know, it's two weeks ago, and some of us have seen it twice. So I can't, I don't think we can use the excuse that we've just come out of the film and we're totally depressed that Bond's died. There's a lot more to it than that. But there are things to be positive about, and I'm not going to go all over social media and just slag this film off every day. You know, I don't. I like to see people enjoying it, and it, 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 no, I do. Yeah, I do. I, I, I think it's been good to see that online. That it's more. Let's let's tolerate that. I I don't mind people slagging off the man with the golden gun every day. You know, they absolutely rip it apart every single day on social media, but that's they can do that. It's fine, absolutely fine. I won't ruin my love for it. And you guys who love this film, hopefully we're not we're not we're not intending here to prove you wrong that it is actually, you know, an offensive film. <laughs> and uh, Nikolai, please, you ha- you don't like it less now after this, do you? We haven't ruined it for you, please. No, no, you haven't. Good. You. Oh, what good. a guy. Good man. Guy. Uh, right. Well, thank you, Nikolai. It must be extremely late. Uh, where you are now. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's, it's okay. I, <laughs> I mean, as I said, I'm a student, so I... Must, <laughs> <laughs> I you know, honestly, Nikolai for Bond for me. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I yeah. yeah. A German Bond. This oh, guy, honestly. Yeah. That'd be quite daring. More daring than killing him, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love this guy. Good lad. But you could, you could uh, well, at the very least, dub the next year. <laughs> German yeah. dub, yeah. <laughs> the English do. Yeah. Thanks, Steve, as well for joining us. Always love having you. Sorry Great to see you fun. all. A, yeah, it's uh, good therapy. It's good therapy for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. Gosh, right. Get thee to bed. Get thee to bed. <laughs> night, folks. Good to Take see you. Yeah. Right. Good, good night. night. Cheers, guys. Take care. Take care, fellas. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. We have hit the worst.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go Facial Set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.